Good morning, football fans, and welcome to episode 155 of Morning Kickoff, a, we- a weekly show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock central, or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today is February 3rd, 2022, and we have a lot to cover in this episode. Since the last edition of this episode, A lot has happened. Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement. The Washington football team somehow got a worse name with the Washington Commanders. On top of that, what we're going to focus on mostly here, the Minnesota Vikings next head coach is finally here. And that is not Jim Harbaugh. That is Kevin O'Connell. A lot to talk about on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. On top of that, Clint Kubiak is no longer our play caller. So some good news for the Minnesota Vikings looking like a bright future right here. And we have a lot to talk about on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings have announced their next head coach in Kevin O'Connell. Now, if you've been tuning into the show recently, you'll notice that I love the hiring of Kevin O'Connell. I am a huge fan of it. Now, yes, I understand why people were saying, oh, Jim Harbaugh should be the option. Jim Harbaugh should be the next head coach for the Vikings because he has shown himself as a very respectable guy around the league. However, you look at this hiring for the Minnesota Vikings, hiring Kevin O'Connell is the best head coaching hiring in the last decade. And in two years, I'm telling you, you will likely realize this because he is a perfect fit for this situation. Kevin O'Connell has now quickly i want to mention here they have announced kevin o'connell as their next head coach they haven't officially brought him in as their head coach because obviously he's going to be um the offensive coordinator in the super bowl uh with the rams so until then we can't really get anything done we're kind of trapped in this situation where we're waiting for to bring him in as our head coach because we don't want to make any big decisions like oh what are we going to do with this cap scenario we don't want to make any of these big decisions until we actually bring him in and until it is actually official but kevin o'connell has coached seven years in the nfl thus far starting out with the cleveland browns in 2015 was their quarterback coach in in uh 2016 or yeah 2016 was a special projects operator with the 49ers so You'll notice there with the 49ers worked with Kwesi in the past. So this is a good relationship they've already built. And I'm telling you, you need a good relationship. Not only is a good relationship, like I've mentioned with a quarterback and head coach, but you want your GM and you want your quarterback or your and your head coach to all be on the same page because this I'm telling you guys, this is how you build a dynasty. Okay. The Vikings, we aren't looking to be a go all in boomer bust team again next year. This is a completely different Vikings team. We are not a boomer bust team. We aren't a let's bring in all these veteran players and load up again and reload and completely go all in, restructure this person's contract, restructure this person's contract and go all in next year. This is not the Vikings team that we're cheering for anymore. We're looking for a young talent and we're looking to rebuild, which is why I want to mention real quick here, because why did the Vikings not bring in Jim Harbaugh? It was looking pretty, it was looking very promising. I mean, you bring him in as what, like an eight, nine hour, uh, pretty much interview where you bring them into you into your place you fly them in show them your practice facility show them all of the the, the way everything goes down but you don't even give them an offer you let them walk without an offer why is that not because Jim Harbaugh wasn't a fit for the Vikings because I don't believe Koisi thought that his intentions for this Vikings team aligned with what we're going for here because here's the thing Vikings fans The biggest difference between Kevin O'Connell and Jim Harbaugh is Kevin O'Connell is young. He is 36 years old, has not been around the league as long as Harbaugh. Harbaugh has been around the league for a long time. Now, obviously, with Michigan and college football before that, he was with the 49ers, brought them to the Super Bowl, played his own brother in the Super Bowl. I might be wrong, but I believe that was the same Super Bowl where like they, they lost... Uh, electricity or something like that. And it was the longest Super Bowl in NFL history. Quick little fun fact for you right there. But the reason why we didn't bring in Jim Harbaugh was simply because if you look at it, does Jim Harbaugh want to go for a rebuild kind of with the Vikings? Now, I understand this isn't a complete rebuild. We're not getting rid of all of our talent. We can compete next year. But what we are looking for is the future for this team, loading up on young talent so that we're not just going to be a competitor next year, but for the next decade. That is what we're looking at here. And that's why I don't believe Harbaugh's plan was for this team. Now, you look at Kevin O'Connell, on the other hand, 
36-year-old head coach, one of the youngest head coaches in NFL history. We went from a 65-year-old Mike Zimmer to a 36-year-old Kevin O'Connell. What does that mean? Our team is going to look completely different in 2022. As last year, we were maybe the most passive or the most, yeah, the most conservative offense predictable offense in NFL history. I mean, that was a god-awful season for the Minnesota Vikings when you look at how much our coaching staff was holding us back. That goes to both uh, Mike Zimmer and Clint Kubiak. Clint Kubiak is also no longer with the team. He's going to be the quarterback coach for the Denver Broncos. So just back-to-back great news for us Vikings fans. I love this decision of bringing O'Connell as our head coach, which is why I see a lot of people on Twitter, uh, a lot of people around around, uh, social media a lot of Vikings fans are not happy with the decision. And I can see why you would want it to be Jim Harbaugh. I'm not saying he's a bad option. I get it. He's a great option. And I can see why you would want it to be your first choice. But I'm mentioning here that Kevin O'Connell is the risk that this team needs. Because we know Harbaugh was going to work with this team. Kevin O'Connell is a little bit more of a risky move. Risk is exactly what this organization needs. We can't make the same conservative signings that we've made over and over again. Young, offensive-minded head coaches. What is working for teams around the league right now? Young, offensive-minded head coaches. Sean McVay just brought his team to the Super Bowl. It is what working around the league. Kyle Shanahan brought his team to the 49ers after beating the Cowboys and after beating the Packers. This is what works, Vikings fans. This is what works, and it's so good to see that we're finally on the right page to success. And that is through Kevin O'Connell. Now, yes, it's a risky move. We even know that with the Rams, he wasn't even the, he's not even the mastermind of the Rams offense. The Rams offense might be great. He might be the offensive coordinator. That's a Sean McVay led offense. Sean McVay is the one calling the plays and gets most of the credit for designing the plays on top of that. So yes, we can't give Kevin O'Connell much of the credit for the Rams team. However, what we do know is he's working under Sean McVay, who is a mastermind, meaning Kevin O'Connell once again can build that relationship. Again, it was with Washington. Now the Washington Commanders uh, was their quarterback coach in 2017. That was the quarterback coach when Kirk Cousins was their quarterback. Let's put that there because a head coach to quarterback relationship is very important and it looks pretty promising like we already have that. His passing game coordinator in 2018, offensive coordinator for Washington in 2019, and then 2020 and 2021 Rams offensive coordinator. So already been with with Kirk Cousins. He's already been with Kwesi. So already we have a good relationship in our locker room. We have a great relationship in the front office. This is exactly what we need. This is what the Vikings team has been missing because while obviously through the Mike Zimmer era, Mike Zimmer, before Kirk Cousins, we noticed how Zimmer's relationship with Teddy Bridgewater was excellent. It was outstanding. And that's really why Teddy Bridgewater is such a love player in this team is because he's just a lovable guy. He might not be the most talented quarterback and by no means is even a top 10 or top 16 quarterback ever in his history, in his whole career. However, he continues to get starting role and continues to win the locker room wherever he is. He had a great relationship with Mike Zimmer, and that's why we were a solid team under Teddy Bridgewater, why he worked with us um, despite his injuries, why he did work with us. And then you bring in Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins just never it never felt the same. It never, the locker room just, there felt to be tension. Now, obviously no one's going to go in the press conference and bash their teammates. I mean, it's not going to happen, but Stefan Diggs didn't seem happy. Mike Zimmer didn't seem happy. I mean, we just know that it, it, it wasn't working. It was not working. And we had a boom or bust year. We already went over our boom and bust year. This is not another boom or bust year. We just finished it. It was a bust. And now all the contracts that we restructured, Kirk Cousins contract, Adam Thielen contract, these contracts are hitting now. These contracts are coming in hot, which is why now what we have to look for is the future for this team. Kevin O'Connell, Kwesi, two younger guys who are just now getting an opportunity to be a GM and a head coach. The future for the Minnesota Vikings team is here, and I'm all in for it. I love the decision. That's why I've mentioned that Kevin O'Connell was my first choice out of the four Vikings finalists. Kevin O'Connell was my first choice because this is where the league is heading. Vikings fans, this is where the league is heading. It's no longer it's no longer 80s football where you just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then pass. It is no longer 80s football. This is now, today, what is working for teams. Young, offensive-minded head coaches who build a relationship with the quarterback, put the ball in his hands, and make all downs passing downs. All downs are passing downs. I don't care if it's first, second, third down. You can pass the ball. But again, the run game is open. You have Dalvin Cook. There's a lot of plays that uh, Kevin O'Connell will design and be able to call here. Now, this is a little bit of question because 
since the Vikings announced Kevin O'Connell as their head coach, we're kind of in this situation where we can't do anything until after the Super Bowl. We have two weeks until the Super Bowl. So realistically, Kevin O'Connell is not even our head coach yet because both both parties can walk away from this deal. I mean, there's no, nothing's official yet. Vikings can walk out of this deal. Kevin O'Connell can walk out of this deal. Nothing is official yet. And we're kind of trapped with what are we going to do until after the Super Bowl because Kevin O'Connell cannot be our head coach. And it's not just the head coaching position that needs to be filled here because we need to bring in Kevin O'Connell and he needs to bring in his coaching tree, basically. He needs to bring in who's going to be the quarterback's coach, who's going to be the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, if we need one. I mean, he can take full control of the offense. I would like him to bring in an offensive coordinator who he's worked with in the past. He needs to build this coaching tree, and we're kind of just, we're basically trapped. We're in jail until after the Super Bowl, as we can't make any moves without him. So it's, um, but it's good to know that we have a head coach now. It's good to know that he's going to be our head coach, and it's good to know that finally we can look to the next moves, because like I've mentioned multiple times on the show, this next two, three months are going to be the most interesting two to three months in Vikings history because in all honesty, we have no clue what to expect. We really don't. Where is Kirk Cousins going to go? Maybe Adam Thielen's gone. Harrison Smith. I mean, there's multiple names over the age of 30 that are, jobs are just not locked down with this team anymore because we have a whole new coaching tree going on. Now, uh, Kwesi brought in his head coach and then now... Uh, Kevin O'Connell, who is he going to bring in to work with? Who is going to work with him? We know it's not going to be Clint Kubiak. He's the quarterback's coach with the Denver Broncos right now. Now, let's hint at that. He's the quarterback's coach with the Denver Broncos. We know Kubiak had a good relationship with Kirk Cousins. Maybe we see a Kirk go to Denver. There's another relationship right there that could that's already established, and we could trade him away to there. Another thing, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Is Andre Patterson going to stay with this team? Andre Patterson might be an amazing uh, defensive mind and has been with this team organization for some time now. But typically what you see in these situations when you bring in a new GM, when you bring in a new head coach, nobody's job is locked down. Nobody is safe here. Absolutely nobody in this coaching staff is safe. Ryan Feiken, for all we know, could no longer be the uh, special teams coordinator, even though he just had a great season like he did this last year where he turned the special teams around. Nobody's job is up for, is locked down right now because, Kyle, I mean, we don't know what Kevin O'Connell wants to do for this team. He could come in here and completely change the entire coaching staff. And that's more of a likely than not what happens. So when you're looking at defensive coordinator position here, Andre Patterson, I believe all of us Vikings fans can agree. We respect Andre Patterson. We love the guy. However, when it comes to being taking full control of this defense, since he's done that, we haven't looked good. The last two years for the Vikings has not looked good with the team, which is why do we see someone else in charge of this defense and that's why i'm starting to this is gonna be a little bit of a conspiracy theory here because as you guys know the vikings brought in or uh interviewed patrick graham twice patrick graham's defensive coordinator with the giants they interviewed him twice to be our head coach i really question that because were the vikings really interviewing patrick graham here were they actually interviewing to be a head coach or were they interviewing him to be our defensive coordinator because here's the thing patrick graham's is not at all at all fit to be a head coach i'm going to be completely honest there is no since when has the giants ever had a good defense what 2002 and we're interviewing the giants defensive coordinator i believe we're interviewing him to be our defensive coordinator and that was secretly what the wealthy the well family was doing i believe that and maybe he's the option who comes in and be and is our defensive coordinator now are we going to have him be a co-defensive coordinator alongside andre patterson like i said it's so unpredictable. It is so unpredictable. And that's why I'm asking all you guys what your thoughts are here, because there are a lot of options. There are so many routes this Vikings team can go. And right now we're pretty much locked. We don't have much we can do until after the Super Bowl. So that's the one thing that sucks with the Rams going to the Super Bowl. But again, during the Super Bowl, watch Kevin O'Connell. Watch watch Kevin O'Connell just... No, he's not even the play caller. So you can't blame really much at all on Kevin O'Connell because Sean McVay is their play caller. So... You can't blame a whole lot on him. So he was the quarterback's coach for Washington in 2017. Like I said, quarterback to head coach relationship is super, super, super important. That is very important. Did I say Chargers? I meant to say Denver Broncos, or maybe they're talking to someone else. All right, let's re react to some of these comments now. Who's with the Chargers? O'Connell gets. <laughs> yep yep you're not wrong i've been watching a lot of the uh pat see the pat mcafee show is so interesting and i know a lot of you guys are probably tuned into that too he's one of the largest um 
YouTube shows on all of YouTube. But it's so interesting how Pat McAfee comes into this and completely changed the game because McAfee is not really a full-on journalist. He's not there to like inform everybody of what's going on. He's a full-on entertainer and I absolutely love it. I am all in for it. I love the guy. I love the guy because I'm going to be honest when it comes to Pat McAfee, he might not be the smartest guy. He's not going to know as much as a lot of uh, people when you turn on to the turn on to some of the um, Fox or ESPN. But at the end of the day, it's like he's a full on entertainer and he just completely changes the game. And he's I love the guy. I love him so much. And then AJ Hawk comes on the show and just just kind of sit in there, uh, spit some uh, facts every once in a while. Morgan says, so technically, wouldn't the Giants defensive coordinator have the same likelihood? I would love him to be our defensive coordinator. I know he has a great track record. I love the guy. He has an excellent track record. I really don't believe at all that the Vikings were bringing him in to be an actual head coaching candidate. And he was part of the four finalists for the Vikings to be the next head coach was Patrick Graham. But he's not at all fit for the position. I mean, when was the last time the Giants have had a good defense? I don't even remember. Did they even have a good defense when during their Super Bowl era? The last time I remember was like 2002. I mean, it's been so long since the Giants have had a good defense. And what I do know is as long as he's been the defense coordinator, they haven't looked all that well. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And he'll likely come in. If he does come with the Vikings, it'll obviously be as a defensive coordinator as he's not fit for the head coaching job at all. Fire Nee says, did you see Scoral North trade idea for Kirk? I haven't. I listen to a lot of Score North because I'm going to be honest right now. Score North is like one of the only like Vikings shows that I can actually listen to because here's my thing. A lot of Vikings fans are way too optimistic and it's, it kind of, it kind of throws me off because at least with me, it's, it's so hard to be super optimistic after like all that the Vikings have done to us. So I love score North a lot because they're a lot more realistic, smart guys. I, I listened to, I was actually listening to them this morning. Yeah, definitely a fan of Score North. But yeah, let me know what it is. Because <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, Vikings, yes, we can win our division next year. Vikings are not competing for a Super Bowl next year. And I'm going to be completely honest. I really just don't see it happening. Now, I want to be wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I hope all the optimistic people are right. But do you really see it happening? The NFC is wide open. I understand. The NFC is completely wide open, especially with Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving. Tom Brady just left. Like, the NFC is wide open, but do you see the Minnesota Vikings being the team to make it out? I don't. I don't. I really don't. I, I, I seriously have to be realistic here, and I understand the Vikings can win the division. And the only reason why the Vikings can win the division next year is because our division is so bad. You guys, we have the Lions. We have the Bears, two teams that we know are going to at least get one win against. I, at least you really never can predict this Vikings team. But at the end of the day, it's... I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. Fire Nee says Judd was saying Kirk and second for Trey Lance. Okay, I did actually see that. Yes, you're right. Um, so here's the thing with Trey Lance. I mean, 49ers are not gonna get rid of Trey Lance. We saw if there's one thing why the 49ers didn't make a Super Bowl this year, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you watched it happen over and over again where he was looked like he was purposely throwing the game away is what it looked like. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he should have a starting role. He's a top 32 quarterback in the league. He should have a starting role somewhere in the NFL, but not with the 49ers anymore. They're going to either trade him. If they can't find a trade destination for Garoppolo, they're going to cut him. Trey Lance should get the starting opportunity. I would love to see Trey Lance in Minnesota, by the way. I, it's not going to happen, but I would love to see Trey Lance in Minnesota because Trey Lance in Minnesota. He grew up here. He grew up in Marshall, Minnesota. So he's coming back to his whole town, hometown. I'm sure he grew up as a Vikings fans. I don't know. I haven't done research. I know he's from Minnesota, though. I'd love to see him as our head coach. I mean, as our quarterback, starting quarterback. Don't think it's going to happen, especially because he was a third overall draft pick. Although he hasn't looked great his rookie season from the limited, very limited time that we saw Trey Lance play. He didn't look great. But at the end of the day, he's a rookie quarterback. I mean, rookie quarterbacks tend to not look all that amazing, which is why Justin Herbert's rookie season I don't think people realize how incredible of a quarterback Justin Herbert is, how talented of a quarterback it is for a rookie quarterback to come into an organization and understand the entire playbook and lead your team to a, I don't believe they made the playoffs, but lead your team to a very successful above 500 season. I mean, Justin Herbert is an excellent quarterback and him to come in like that as a rookie quarterback 
not be an interception machine like Drew Brees was his rookie season or Peyton Manning was his rookie season. Yeah, Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, two Hall of Fame locks, were also not great the rookie season. So it's a you can't really judge quarterbacks based off the rookie season. I'm going to be completely honest. It typically takes two to three years to start hitting, um, to start finding their place in the league. So I don't, I believe Cherry Lance should be their starter next year and they wouldn't be smart to trade him away. I don't believe it'd be smart at all. They have to give him a shot first. They would have to first give him a shot. And if I'm going to be honest, they can make anybody work. If you were able to bring Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind. That man is unstoppable. And not only that, but you look at the, the 49ers situation right now at all, there is no reason why they should keep Jimmy Garoppolo because they have to extend Debo Samuel. They have to make Debo Samuel a top five paid wide receiver in the league because he deserves that. They have to make him a top five wide receiver paid in the league. On top of that, Nick Bosa's contract is eventually going to expire. They can pick up his fifth year option or extend him. They have both decisions with that because he was a first round draft pick. Um, and then on top of that, they have another name, Trent, um, Trent Williams. I believe he's going to hit free agency again. I believe he was on a one-year contract. So they have a lot going on with their team right now. That Jimmy Garoppolo is not a need. They don't need to pay him as much as they're going to pay him. They'll try to trade him. If they can't find a trade destination, they would cut him and he'd go somewhere else. Maybe he's with the Vikings next year. I mean, for all we know, anything can happen. Jimmy Garoppolo is a huge, huge, huge falling off from Kirk Cousins. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. As long as the Vikings are looking to the future for this team, you can load up, you can get a first round draft pick for Kirk Cousins. As long as the future, the Vikings are looking to the future. And by future, I'm not saying tank. I want, I want to make that very clear right now. I am not saying the Vikings should tank next year. That is not what I'm saying when I'm saying a rebuild looking to the future. Vikings can still obviously compete next year. What I'm saying here is the Vikings need to load up on young talent. We can't do the same, let's sign all these veteran players onto our team and somehow expect to compete. We can't make the same mistake we've been making over and over. When I say going for a rebuild, when I say um, looking to the future, I'm talking about loading up on young talent, both offensively and defensively. That way we can compete for the next decade. Look at the Bengals right now. They're a perfect example. Now, we don't have a first overall draft pick. There's a I guess there's a big difference, but Bengals went from a 2-14 and 14 team to a Super Bowl team in two years. Why? Because they completely loaded up on young talent. Now, we don't have a first overall draft pick, but at the end of the day, it is still very possible for us to go from a okay team, which is where the Vikings have been the last five years, an okay team to a Super Bowl contending in a couple years, as long as we can load up on young players, young talent in free agency, and obviously in the draft. That is what the Vikings have to look at here because that is what's best for our franchise going forward is looking to young talent. And Jimmy Garoppolo would just be a transitional quarterback. Um, the only way he would be our starting quarterback is if the Vikings trade away Kirk and bring in Garoppolo on a one-year contract to transition into whoever is going to be the future. Likely not going to be Kellen Mond, but maybe we draft someone first or second round in this upcoming draft. I just don't see a case where the Vikings would be able to get Trey Lance. I'd love to see it happen. Don't think it's going to happen. Could we trade Kirk for Jimmy plus the second or a first and a smaller contract? I would love that. I'd love that 100% because if there's one thing with the uh, 49ers, see, here's the thing. If the Vikings trade Kirk, I just believe it's going to be in the AFC because especially you're giving it to a team like the 49ers. I mean, at the end of the day, the Vikings can still win their division and make the playoffs next year. It can still happen. Even though we're going all young talent, it can still happen. We obviously just saw it with the Bengals. I mean, they got fourth seed and ended up making the Super Bowl with a basically an entire 20 year old roster. They have a very young roster and are going to be competitors for time to come. <clears throat> when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, I don't believe they're going to trade within their conference, but if they do, this trade would make sense. You send them over to San Francisco, you get Jimmy Garoppolo and um, probably a first-round draft pick. I really believe Kirk is worth a first-round draft pick. Kirk is one of the most talented quarterbacks in football. Now, yes, his quarterback, I mean, his quarterback uh, win-loss ratio is not great. It is terrible. It's exactly 500, and if there's one thing I hate in the NFL, it's being a 500 team. But at the end of the day, you look at his tape, you look at what he's able to do, Kirk can be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Not with the Minnesota Vikings in 2022, but he can if he's playing under Kyle Shanahan in that offense. So if we do trade him away to San Francisco, we get Jimmy Garoppolo in a first-round draft pick, fine. 
that's perfectly fine. Now, that's going to be a very late first-round draft pick because they just made it to the NFC Championship game, but maybe we can find some talent in the later first round. Trade down is an option. You can combine both your first-round draft picks and trade up. I mean, there's multiple options for the Vikings to make here, which is why I say it's so unpredictable for this team right now because at the end of the day, we have no clue what Kwesi's plans are. We have no clue what Kevin O'Connell wants to do for this team. And it's going to be so interesting to watch unfold, which is why I continue to tell you guys, tune into the show because we're going to talk about all the possibilities for this Vikings team because where's a, there's a lot of mixed emotions amongst Vikings fans. There's a lot of mixed emotions amongst Vikings fans. And continue to tell me what you guys' opinions are because I, I, have, I have my opinions, but at the end of the day, I'm, we're we're all just Vikings fans. We don't really we we weren't there very, during the interview process. We don't know what Kevin O'Connell's plans are for this team. Um, so we're all kind of on the same page here. So let me know what all of you guys' opinions are going forward with this team because there are a lot of options. There are a lot of options. Shanahan, uh, LGKDOC says that Shanahan loves Kirk. A wild scenario sends Jimmy to Carolina. Oh, that's Carolina, Pittsburgh. I mean, you got Denver, you got Broncos on, or Browns on top of that. Minnesota sends Kirk and second for Trey Lance. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, it's so it's so odd because I, they, the thing is, is they drafted him third overall. And I just don't think it's going to happen where we actually get him because he was a third overall draft pick. And... To be honest, it is Kyle Shanahan. Like, he can make anybody work. Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a Kirk Cousins or doesn't need a bigger-name quarterback. He can use a young quarterback and make a run for the uh, playoffs. If he brought Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl, he can definitely develop Trey Lance into a superstar, which is why I believe it's best for the 49ers to keep Trey Lance. I love the idea. I love the idea of trying to trade for Trey Lance. I just don't think you can get him for just Kirk in a second. I don't think it's going to happen because, in all honesty, we just haven't, seen much of Lancia. And like I said, you can't really judge rookie rookie quarterbacks. I mean, rookie quarterbacks tend to not look great the rookie season. Why? Because they don't know the playbook yet. They haven't they haven't worked under they have they're they're new to the system. They're new to the system. They haven't worked to the playbook and they're coming out of college where ball is a lot slower pace. Now they're playing fast paced defenses. They're playing defensive linemen who run twice as quick as any defensive lineman they played in college. So it's a completely different scenario. And obviously not to mention the fact that the coaching is completely different and a lot better when it comes to defense as well. So they're playing in a tire different scenario, uh, which is why being a quarterback and going to the right system is how you can build a great dynasty. And it Trey Lance with Shanahan, that's a perfect system for him, especially when his main job is basically handing the ball off. And Trey Lance is another dual threat quarterback and can make plays with his legs on top of that. So I don't believe it's smart at all for the Vikings to, I mean, for the 49ers to trade away Trey Lance. But if they do, I mean, realistically, that's a that's a solid option. That is a good trade. I'm all in for that. I'm all in for that. Fire Nee says, do you think Janarius Robinson gets a shot next year? Um. <laughs> I, I have no clue. We didn't see any of Janarius Robinson this year. Um, what we did see, though, was Patrick Jones looked very bad. Patrick Jones did not look good. So that will likely give uh, Janarius Robinson a better opportunity next year. You know who looked great? Kenny Willekes. Seventh-round draft pick out of Michigan State in 2020. That man stepped up and looked like a superstar. You know who else looked great from our 2020 draft click? Or I think that was 2019, actually. Armand Watts. I mean, we had multiple defensive linemen who stepped up and looked amazing on our defense um, to the point where Janarius Robinson, he'll not get the starting role. I just don't see it happening. Um, even if the Vikings trade away Daniel Hunter, I don't see him getting the starting role uh, next year, especially when Patrick Jones was a higher draft pick. Uh, Kenny Willekes had a great season. I don't believe he'll get the opportunity because he didn't play this entire season. But at the end of the day, whoever looks best in training camp, whoever looks best in preseason, play them. Because I don't care. I don't care what draft pick you are. I don't care how long you've been in the NFL if you're a trained veteran. All I care is whoever is the most talented player, whoever is the best player, throw him into the starting position. Which is why I'm so tired of Garrett Bradbury. Okay, if Garrett Bradbury wasn't a first-round draft pick, he wouldn't even be a starting center anymore. I'm going to be completely honest. The only reason why he's a starting center is because he's a first-round draft pick. If, he, if we drafted Garrett Bradbury in somewhere like the fifth round, we would have ended up starting Mason Cole this entire season. It would have happened. It would have happened. Blazer Woods 420 says, uh, would you, could Kevin O'Connell bring in his offensive coordinator? Who is his current um, 
quarterbacks coach because here's the thing at the at the end of the day Kevin O'Connell might not even bring in an offensive coordinator because he can design the plays and call the plays for the team I believe he should though I believe he should so if we pull up the Rams coaching tree right now because you really you don't need an offensive coordinator when you're already an offensive mind with your team but for a lot of teams that doesn't work take take Matt Nagy for example a lot of teams because he didn't bring an offensive coordinator that worked terribly for him and that was not at all so um Oh, wow. Con Sean McVay's coaching tree. Sean McVay's coaching tree had Zach Taylor, co uh, head coach for the Bengals. Now, Matt LaFleur, head coach for the Packers. Brandon Staley for the Chargers. Jed Fish for Arizona. And now Kevin O'Connell and had, what was it? He had multiple, I believe he was under Kyle Shanahan's tree as well. So a lot of big names right there. We're going to go Rams coaching staff because maybe he'll bring in the offensive or the or the quarterbacks coach because there's one thing i know about sean mcveigh that man can build amazing coaching tree and that'd be great to see so for their quarterbacks coach we're looking here i can actually show you guys if let's check here so you guys can see what i'm looking at um do i have it Oh, I guess not. Okay, well, whoever their quarterbacks coaches, typically that's the um that's the route that we see as quarterbacks coaches uh ending up being the um offensive coordinator for the team next year. We really don't need an offensive coordinator at the end of the day. If if um if uh Kevin O'Connell wants to be the offensive coordinator, play caller and play designer for the team, fine. Let him choose that decision. But if it doesn't work out, you should bring in someone to be alongside him. Matt Nagy is a perfect example for someone that deserved to have someone alongside him who was calling the plays instead because, oh, that was terrible. Mike Zimmer might have been a terrible play caller, terrible play designer. Matt Nagy was worse. Matt Nagy was much worse. I'd take Sam Darnold in a heartbeat. Okay, Morgan's, you know, I like this idea because uh, it's so tough, though, because Sam Darnold, even though he's going into like his fourth year, he's never looked good. Now, I understand he was under Adam Gase. And if there's one thing I know about Adam Gase, quarterbacks look terrible under him. Quarterbacks looked awful. And that's why right now Tannehill is a starting quarterback with Tennessee, who should still be the starting quarterback with Miami Dolphins if it wasn't for Adam Gase. So quarterbacks just look terrible under him. And then now he goes to play with the Panthers. Still looks terrible. He had an okay start to the season and... Yes, I, I, he has to play under the right system, but at the end of the day, I don't see Darnold being um, a franchise quarterback ever. But for maybe we give him another opportunity next year, that's another option because Darnold, I do believe, deserves another opportunity uh, somewhere in the NFL. I know he was given it this last year in with uh, Carolina, but if he doesn't work out, maybe we see Kellen Monstep out there. I'm fine with taking Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold? Marcus Mariota, those are a couple names to mention for quarterbacks that were never given a realistic opportunity and could be our starting quarterback next year. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. But yeah, you, like you said, it, a lot of quarterbacks look terrible under that system. Um, Again, it's so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. And I love you guys uh, saying your little takes, saying your, um, saying your uh, opinions, because it's a lot. It's it's interesting. I didn't even think about bringing Sam Darnold. I like that idea. I do like that idea because um, I've talked about Marcus Mariota a lot and Marcus Mariota. This would be a good, good option for him to go. Great option for him to go because, yeah, he's never had a real opportunity. And just like Sam Darnold, I don't believe we'll ever be a franchise quarterback. But at the end of the day, we can't say that until we've seen him given the right opportunity under the right system. And the Vikings can be a perfect system for uh, Sam Darnold and Marcus Mariota to go. The thing about both those guys, Mar Mariota and Darnold, and the, the problem with both of them, see, they might have the talent. They might be able to make plays do as dual threat quarterbacks. But what they also do is make so many mistakes and are unaccurate quarterbacks, which is why them going to play with Kevin O'Connell because Kevin O'Connell has been a quarterback's coach. He's an offensive mind. Maybe he can develop them. Maybe he can work them into the starting position and make them look a lot better. Because that, that is how you build Super Bowl teams. You bring in a quarterback and put them in the situation to succeed. That is how you build a Super Bowl team. Darnold and Mariota on the same level. I agree. Because just like both of those quarterbacks... They're talented quarterbacks, and we've seen it before. We saw it in college, and that's why they were both very high draft picks. Darnold was third overall. Mariota was second overall. Just never put in the right system. That's that's completely honest. I mean, if you saw Darnold or Mariota go, I don't know, maybe to go play with Bill Belichick or any offensive or or any um mastermind of a head coach, they would have worked out. 
they would have worked out. Which is why I do like the idea of bringing or Darnold or Mariota would both uh, be great opportunities um, for them to play under Kevin O'Connell and this offense. Not only are you playing under Kevin O'Connell, but you're playing with arguably a top five, no, undoubtedly a top five uh, running back duo in the league and a top three wide receiver tandem in the league. So you're loaded with playmakers. You're put in a great position to succeed. The only problem there is in the offensive line. And as long as you can make plays with your legs, as long as you can move outside of the pocket, um, quicker than Kirk did. I mean, Darnold and Mariota could easily work with our offense. We'll just have to design the playbook around them and put them in the right situation to succeed because that's how you build a franchise or that's how you build a dynasty. You bring in the right head coach. Now, obviously, we don't know that with Kellen Moore, or with uh, Kevin Moore yet because they are Kevin O'Connell. Wow. I keep that Kellen Moore was uh, offensive coordinator with the with the Dolph or with the Cowboys who I wanted, but we don't know that with Kevin O'Connell yet. He's coming into this team and I believe it is a risky move, but I believe taking the risky route is the right way to go because haven't, Vikings haven't taken a risky route in a long time. And I like the idea of bringing him in as our head coach. Now, as long as he works, he can bring in a quarterback. You can build a good quarterback to head coach relationship and then build around that quarterback. That is how you build Super Bowl dynasties. That is how you can be competitors for the next 10 years. That's how the, that's what's happening with the, um with the uh, chiefs right now. Now I have a hot take on the chiefs. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl for the next three years or even after that. I, I You look at the AFC right now and the Chiefs paying paying uh, Patrick Mahomes that much money. Like, don't get me wrong. He's the best, most ta arguably the most talented quarterback in NFL history. I mean, he deserves that paycheck. But at the end of the day, you can't be an offense only team. We saw how that defense looked and I wanted Mike Hughes to have a better season than he did. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's. I don't know how great the Chiefs are going to look for the next decade as long as they're paying Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars. B. Billion. Yes. Yep. And this is what I've been saying. Fire Nee says, if Carson Wentz is worth a first-round draft pick, so is Kirk. If, Car if Carson Wentz is worth a first-round draft pick, Kirk is at least worth a first-round draft pick. Because if you, first of all, who gives up a first-round draft pick for Carson Wentz? Now, I understand it was um, a conditional second-rounder or first-rounder if he stayed healthy. Who trades that for Carson Wentz? Because Carson Wentz has been injured every year in the NFL, is an injury-prone player who continues to look bad, and you give up a first-round pick for him? What are the Colts doing? The Colts are doing exactly what the Vikings have done for a long time, throwing Band-Aids at the quarterback position. That's what they're doing. Throwing band-aids, Carson Wentz. They're going with uh, Philip Rivers. They had Jacoby Brissett. They're just throwing. Ever since they lost Andrew Luck, they've just been doing like one-year quarterbacks, one-year quarterback. And what do the Colts have in common with the Vikings? It seems to never work out. They might make the playoffs, but they're not going to make it very far. They're not going to be making it to the Super Bowl. You can't be doing this to the quarterback position. You can't be slapping band-aids on the quarterback position. You have to go for the next franchise guy, especially with how the NFC is looking right now, because I'm going to mention this real quick. I saw a post the other day uh, after Tom Brady officially announced his retirement. Now, is he actually going to retire? He might be too addicted to football. But after he officially announced his retirement, I saw on, on online, it said uh, the, the league is in the right hands. And it showed all the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. You got Joe Burrow, you got Patrick Mahomes, all the young quarterbacks. And it says the league is in the right hands. Well, there's one thing I noticed with that post. Only one of them was in the NFC. It was a list of about 10. Only Kyler Murray was in the NFC. Meaning we are a wide open, not only conference, but div not only division, but conference. Because Aaron Rodgers likely gone. Tom Brady just left our conference. There's multiple names of quarterbacks who might be gone. Russell Wilson, he might be gone too. Our conference is wide open, which is why right now, better than ever to take a shot on a quarterback. Better than ever, because we can compete for the next decade if we just can get the right quarterback. It's asking for a lot. It's asking for a lot. It's asking for a lot. Vernie says, I do think Drew Locke can get another shot. Same thing with Drew Locke. He's injury prone. Um, using him for one more year, putting him on a one-year contract, I'm fine with that. But outside of that, again, it's still, like I said, slapping Band-Aids on the quarterback position. You have to look to the future. Morgan says, so many quarterbacks I'd be interested in would be Garoppolo, Mariota, Darnold, Minshew, Teddy, Locke, and Wentz if they move on. So same thing, same situation here where... All of these quarterbacks that you mentioned here, I'm fine with them being on the Vikings team for a one-year contract. 
meaning they're going to be on the Vikings team as a transitional quarterback. So they're not going to be your franchise guy. They're not going to be the future for your team. But if you could put all these guys in a one-year contract, maybe draft someone. That's what I'm looking for here. Drafting a quarterback and trying to hit on the future. Now, drafting a quarterback this year is really rough because you don't want to take a quarterback in the first round outside of Kenny Pickett. Now, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. I know a lot of people might disagree, but in my opinion, I don't want the Vikings to take someone in the first round or in number 12th overall, unless if it's Kenny Pickett, because at the end of the day, we have more than just one need on this team. We have to fill the need at cornerback. We have to fill the need at linebacker. And these are needs that we can find at the 12th overall pick. In the second round, completely different story, because this is similar to the 2014 draft class, where in the first round, you got a bunch of questionable players however you can find a gem in the second round like we did in 2014 where jimmy garoppolo and um Derek carr were second round draft picks who both outperformed all of the first round draft picks from the 2014 draft class so i'm fine with us uh taking a quarterback next year but in the first round it's really tough it's it's so tough it's so tough i, I it's so tough because you look at the quarterbacks there is a there's a there's a good amount of quarterbacks entering this upcoming draft and a majority of them are not going to work out. However, there's going to be a diamond in the rough. There is going to be a gem. I know it. I know one of these quarterbacks are going to look great. And what I'm looking at here is Matt Correll. Because Matt Correll, yes, he might, he might not be a top five entering this upcoming or even top three quarterback entering this upcoming draft. However, if you can get him in the second round, maybe design, put him in the right system to succeed. Design your offense around him. He can definitely work out in the NFL. Same goes for Kenny Pickett, obviously. He should be drafted top 10, though. He will likely be drafted top 10. If the Vikings could get him at 12, I'm fine with that. I like this. Uh, L LGKDOC says, definitely need Sauce Gardner at 12. Okay, here's the thing. Vikings need to draft a quarterback, a uh, cornerback at 12. Because if there's one, one thing about rebuilding a team, you want to take positions that will be good for the next five, 10 years. And typically will take two to three years to actually start hitting stride in the NFL. So you have quarterback, you have cornerback, you have wide receiver. These are positions that last for a long time to come. And if you can take a corner at 12, like Sauce Gardner, um, if you can find a cornerback at 12, he can be your franchise potential lockdown corner for some time to come, which is very, very crucial. In a pass-heavy league, you need to have a lockdown corner, which is why right now, a team to mention real quick are the Falcons. The Falcons are in great position to succeed. And people are just forgetting about them. People overlook them because they're the Falcons. Now, yes, they don't have the quarterback position locked down as Matt Ryan, something with him. But the Falcons right now, this is, might be a hot take. Falcons are going to win their division next year. I think it's going to happen. Sean Payton is no longer with the no longer with the Saints. Uh, Tom Brady is no longer with the Buccaneers. They're, they're going into this upcoming offseason where A.J. Terrell, arguably, I'm not kidding, arguably the best corner in the NFL. AJ Terrell, people forget, he allowed less than 10 receiving yards per game. He is arguably the best corner. Matt Ryan, now, yes, it's a little questionable there, but they they were starting to come together with Cordero Patterson being um, both as a wide receiver and both as a running back, looked great on their team. He could be their starting running back next year. Um, obviously, they have Kyle Pitts going forward. And then on top of that, they have Calvin Ridley, who will who opted out for a majority of the season, but should be coming back with their team. On top of that, you look at free agency right now. There are multiple big name wide receivers entering free agency. If the Falcons can bring in just one of those guys, they're set. And that's why I'm making that prediction right now. I'm going to replay this in a year from now, but I do believe the Falcons will win their division in 2022. Because Sean Payton and because Tom Brady is gone, they should win their division next year. And then who knows what the Panthers, I don't believe they're going to compete at all. We have to use these guys in order to fully rebuild. Yep, I agree. We do, we do. Because I'm fine with bringing in these quarterbacks just please one-year contracts one-year contracts because we have to look to the future and the future when you're rebuilding a team you have to look to a franchise guy doesn't have to be the most talented quarterback but it's got to be a fran a guy you can build your franchise around or else you're just going to fall apart you really are if you don't have the quarterback position locked down like i said if you continue to throw band-aids at that position your team's going to fall apart justin jefferson is not going to want to play here if he's continuing to play with new quarterbacks new systems every year I don't think it's going to happen. What about Desmond Ritter? Again, another player, uh, Desmond, Desmond Ritter, another player I'm fine with. In all honesty, at 12, we're picking uh, 12th overall, really best player available. I mean, we need so many positions. And if you're looking at the Vikings right now, 
And this is why I talked about my upcoming free agent targets for the Vikings. One thing you'll notice, everybody I'm looking at here are is young, talented players. That's what the Vikings have to bring in. Young, talented guys. If you can load up on young talent, you're setting your team up for success for a long time. And that's why I'm a huge fan of bringing in James Daniels to be our starting right guard next year. Huge fan of being, bringing in Harold Landry to be uh, Anthony Barr's replacement. And we don't have to bring Nick Vigil back on top of that. Huge fan of bringing in all of these players. As for the cornerback position, like I said, that's one of the most important positions. And I'm all in for taking a corner in the first round. And I'm so happy a lot of you guys are also fans of bringing in or drafting another corner. Because a few years ago, I remember it was uh, the 2019 offseason for the Minnesota Vikings. I was mentioning that we should bring in a corner. I was saying it'd be we need to bring in another cornerback because we're not set right now. We had Trey Waynes and uh, Mackenzie Alexander as our starting corners. Oh, and Mike Hughes. And I was saying, I know that these were all high draft picks and aren't working out, but we need to bring in another corner because if there's one thing with the, with the league, the way it's going, you have to continue to throw draft pick at the cornerback position because it's that important of a position which is why and a lot of people disagreed with me which is why i'm happy that a lot of you guys are saying that we should take a corner in the first round because a couple years ago vikings fans did not say that they were not they were all not fans of it because trey waynes because uh obviously now with jeff gladney mike hughes i mean mackenzie alexander multiple names who've come through this organization that were high draft picks for the vikings and did not pan out the only one to have panned out was xavier rhodes who only had two great years with the vikings at the end of the day so realistically he never lived up to his first round draft pick on top of that so at the end of the day i'm happy that you guys are agreeing that the vikings should take a corner in the first round especially with how the talent that we can find at the cornerback position at the 12th overall pick. We can't usually do this, but I'm happy that a lot of you guys are uh, fans of that. Blaze of Woods 420 says, okay, Kirk Cousins can be the guy if we can get uh, UDHO out of the line. Oh, Udo, yeah. Udo out of the line and fix the center spot. I completely agree because here's the thing. I know Kirk Cousins, we can compete next year with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback. But if I'm looking at this team, I don't want to just compete next year. I want to compete for the next five, 10 years, which is why I'm looking at Kirk Cousins and saying the value that we can get from a first round draft pick is higher than the value we can get from Kirk Cousins. Because despite the fact that we might be able to win our division next year, this is the Vikings where we have so many holes in our team and I don't see us going to the Super Bowl next year. I I hate to be realistic. I want to be optimistic, but as a Vikings fan, I don't know how a lot of Vikings fans are as optimistic as they are because you continue to get let down. Your team continues to let you down year after year, which is why I don't get how a lot of people are super optimistic again about the Vikings year, especially when we have as much money as going to quarterback Kirk Cousins and going to wide receiver Adam Thielen. It's very tough to compete with that. So Yes, Kirk Cousins can be our quarterback next year. We can keep him under contract. I understand the decision. You're going to be able to win your division, and you can even use him as a transitional quarterback because he is on a one-year contract. But when you take a step back and you look at it, the value Kirk's going to bring for your team is not as much as the value as a first-round draft pick would bring for your team, assuming you bring in someone okay who lives up to the first-round pick. I think a first-round draft pick, in my opinion, is more valuable, in my opinion. I say uh, fire nieces. I say cornerback or linebacker. I completely agree. Two massive holes on our team list last year was at the corner and linebacker position. Now that was mostly due to injuries, but on top of that, I couldn't believe it. I, I was blown away with how bad the Vikings defense was because I, I still can't wrap my head around the pack of the fact that the Vikings defense is bad because through the before Kirk Cousins, see, there's one way some people look at it. There's two eras for the Mike Zimmer era. We had the pre-Kirk era and the Kirk era. The pre-Kirk era, that 2014 to 2017 season for the Vikings, the Vikings defense was outstanding, phenomenal, tremendous. You bring in Kirk Cousins and the defense is starting to fall apart. We're losing a lot of our core guys. The defense is falling apart. And this last year, we were a bottom five defense, which is why right now was the right move to finally look to a rebuild. And when I say rebuild, I'm not saying sell all of your players and tank. I'm saying look to the future. Load up on young talent. You don't you're not a boomer bust team anymore. You're not a let's go for a Super Bowl next year team. You're a let's plan for the future for this team. Let's try to compete for the next 10 years. That's what we're looking at here. Young talent is massive. That is so so crucial. And also I've mentioned it. Patrick Mahomes, I don't believe the Chiefs are going to win more than one more Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't believe it's going to happen. 
with how the AFC is looking right now. I mean, that contract's going to hit. That Frank Clark, Clark, Frank Clark's contract's going to hit. I'm going to be honest, guys. This is another hot take. Patrick Mahomes is only going to win one more Super Bowl with the Chiefs. And you look at their division right now with Justin Herbert, even Derek Carr in their division. I know one of you mentioned uh, trading for Carr. Don't think it's going to happen. Derek Carr in their division as well. And then you look at the Broncos. They might bring in Aaron Rodgers. They're already in a tough division where I don't believe they're going to get home field advantage in AFC championships anymore. And on top of that, their con their contract's going to continue to hit. That Patrick Mahomes and Frank Clark contract's going to bite them in the... But it, 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 behind, it's going to bite them, and then they're going to be set for failure. I'm going to be completely honest. They're going to continue to make playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I just believe, honestly believe, Patrick Mahomes is only going to win one more Super Bowl with that team. I, I think it's going to happen. I mean, you look at even the Packers, for example. They had Aaron Rodgers, arguably the best quarterback in history. Now, take away Super Bowls. Take away Super Bowl. Arguably the best quarterback in history. They had Brett Favre. Both of them only won one Super Bowl with their team. It just comes to show how important having a complete roster is with your team. And this is what Koisey said in his press conference. And I believe during Koisey's press conference, the most important thing that he said was Super Bowl rosters look like a... I, I don't want to quote it wrong, but he mentioned how a Super Bowl roster is supposed to look like, and I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Devin Lloyd, take bar spot. Yes. Love that. Love that Blazing Woods. Love that idea. See, young talent, and even if it's not him, bringing in Harold Landry. See, I want to mention this real quick. Harold Landry is the most underrated linebacker in football. He secretly had a outstanding, tremendous season. Let me pull up his stats for you guys real quick. Harold Landry... Uh, we're going to go Harold Landry and we're just going to do stats and we're going to do the pro football reference. Um, let me pull up his stats real quick. This guy was the most underrated linebacker this last season. In the 2021 season, Harold Landry did make a Pro Bowl. Okay, so I guess he's not completely underrated. I forgot. He did make a Pro Bowl, but started all 17 games with the Tennessee Titans defense, had a forced fumble, 12 sacks. 1-2, 12. 12 sacks with their team. Incredible. That would have been the most since Daniel Hunter, I believe, a few years ago um had 75 total tackles so that's a, that's all right um on top of that qb hits 22 tackles for loss 14 so yeah he had very solid year very solid year and he didn't make a pro bowl okay so i guess maybe not most underrated but harold landry a player who could definitely step up on our defense and be the star for our team especially maybe Del daniel hunter's no longer with the team anthony Barr, we know is going to be gone i mean there's a couple of players who will likely not return with the team next year and harold landry could be a core player on our defense and him pairing up with um, Eric Hendricks would be huge. On top of that, Michael Pierce might be gone. But at the end of the day, the question here, the Vikings can't do anything until obviously after the Super Bowl where Kevin O'Connell steps in as our head coach. As soon as he steps into our head coach, we need big time changes because we've already talked a little bit on the Kirk Cousins trade uh, and possible next quarterbacks for the Vikings. Um, but one thing we haven't talked a whole lot on is maybe who's going to be his offensive coordinator if he brings in an offensive coordinator. Who's going to be the Vikings defensive coordinator next year? Because Andre Patterson's old. He might have been here a long time. Well-respected player. I just want to say AP, most respected player by our Vikings fans. And if you don't like Andre Patterson, I can't, I can't stress enough how much he's done for this organization. And I have so much respect for the guy. While I don't think he's going to be our full defensive coordinator next year, I'm fine with the decision of moving on from Andre Patterson because we're going through a whole new regime here. We're going we're going to our next our next um our next dynasty, basically, our next era for the Minnesota Vikings. And Andre Patterson, love the guy, but he doesn't have to be here anymore. He really doesn't. He doesn't, which is why us bringing in someone else to be our um, defensive coordinator, I'm fine with that. Maybe it's Patrick Graham, but that's another um, question about who's going to be our next uh, our next defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. We haven't talked about that a whole lot. We're going to continue to talk about that, but again, we can't make any moves till after the Super Bowl. We're in this situation where we're completely stuck because we can't make any decisions without Kevin O'Connell's uh, say in it. Now, He's not allowed to take, he kind of given his little input. He's not allowed to really make any decisions as nothing's official yet because he's not our head coach yet. Now we announced Kevin O'Connell's our head coach, but realistically he's not because he hasn't signed any papers. Nothing's official. It's an unofficial announcement that Kevin O'Connell is our head coach. Chaz Surratt did move from quarterback. This is this is funny because um, Fire Nice says Chaz Surratt did move from quarterback. He did play quarterback the first two years he was at UNC and then moved to linebacker which is why he could be our emergency quarterback. Um, emergency quarterback, meaning if both of your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback get injured in the same game, you have your emergency quarterback who would step in at the position. So it could be Chaz Surratt. That'd be funny to see. 
Alex Brown says, what's your thoughts on drafting Malik Willis and Kevin OC can develop him? Yes, 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 100%. Here's my thing, though. I don't think the Vikings should draft a quarterback in the first round. And I've said this a few times. I just believe, you know, maybe it's just the fact that every quarterback I've seen the Vikings take in the first round has not worked with our team. Maybe that's why I'm so against taking a quarterback in the first round again, because obviously we've seen. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was mostly due to injuries, but on top of that, like uh, Christian Ponder, we've seen multiple quarterbacks we've taken in the first round and it hasn't worked. And we're not sitting at a spot where it's comfortable to take someone, but there's going to be a gem. Malik Willis could potentially be a gem for our team. And I'd be fine with us taking a quarterback in the first or in the second round, or maybe even trading up until late first round or using a late first round draft pick that we got from Kirk Cousins on a quarterback. Again, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a lot of these uh, decisions. But like I've said multiple times, there is more than just quarterback that the Vikings need. There is bigger needs for this team. That is in the corner position and in the linebacker position where I'd be fine with the Vikings sitting at 12 and finding value in the pick. Value in the pick, make, meaning uh, don't draft players based off of their position, draft players based off of their performance in college. That's what I'm saying when I say value of pick, just taking best player available. <laughs> Morgan says, give me Jared Allen as our linebacker's coach. Jared Allen is maybe my most... You know, it's hard. He's my favorite defensive player that I've watched in my lifetime, that I've watched live. Jared Allen was such a character. Him playing with Chad Greenway and him playing with Antoine Winfield on that defense. And then you Harrison Smith eventually step in as a rookie. I mean, that defense was so fun to watch for this Vikings team. God, God, I miss those years. I miss those years. I miss those years. And there's the, um, the 2019 or 2009 Vikings uh, team where obviously... We didn't make the Super Bowl because of the whole uh, situation with Sean Payton and that. There's actually a, uh, not a documentary, it's a movie on Netflix now where um, Sean Payton is played by Paul Blart and it's a comedy and it's based off of the time when the Saints cheated against us in the 2009 season, cheated against us and went on to win the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts. That movie is actually good. I'd recommend you guys watch that. Um, I'm going to Google it right now. So Sean Payton, Paul Blart. I can't remember what it's called. It's a movie on the Saints team when they cheated against us back in. It's called Home Team. Yeah, I watched it. It's actually, it's a, it's an entertaining movie. It's based off of when Sean Payton um, was uh, suspended from the league for his one year and then went on to teach his sons, uh, I believe it was middle school football team. And um, that all went how it went when the Saints cheated against us. I'd recommend you guys tune into that. But with that being said, Jared Allen, I can't believe he's not in the Hall of Fame. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame yet? I can't believe he's not in the Hall of Fame. Morgan says, did you see Jaron Allen asked on Instagram for a coaching spot for the Vikes? I didn't see that. I heard about that, though, and I, I'd be fine with that. But at the end of the day, it's Kevin O'Connell's decision. Kevin O'Connell's decision, whoever comes in. But I would love to see that happen. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. How is Jaron Allen not in the Hall of Fame? That's what I'm so mad about. So this, this, um... Yeah, this Sunday. Wow, it's already almost, it's already Pro Bowl. No, no, next Saturday. Next Saturday, um, they're going to announce who the 2022 Hall of Fame class is. If Jared Allen is not on that list, I'm going to be so angry. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? He's not only the best Vikings, de well, one of the best Vikings defensive ends of all time, but he is one of the league's best defensive ends of all time. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? It makes me so mad because he's unstoppable. Yeah, such a character on our team, too. He holds so much um, value on our team, and I would love to see him. I would love to see him against the St. Leonard's Rams. Yep. Jared Allen was one of the most entertaining players to watch. I love that guy. I love him so much. But, yeah, this Vikings team, a lot going on going forward. There's a lot going on. And the big question, who's Kirk playing for next year? Is it going to be with the Vikings, or is it going to be with another team? Let me know what you all think who Kirk's going to be playing for next year. Also, I'm now... Um, posting a lot more you could check down here on twitter and instagram because um i only do this show on monday and thursday morning so there's a lot going on when i'm not doing the show a lot going on during the week instant reaction so i'm going to be posting a lot more on instagram and twitter uh, make sure to check me out or check us out on the matt wit you can also ask me any questions or um be be part of uh the conversation as well i appreciate everybody who tunes into it and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and like i said this is going to be so interesting of an off, off season like, God, I, I, I'm so excited for it. I said this uh, last, last week, how I said the next two to three months for this Vikings is going to be so entertaining to watch unfold because we have no clue what to expect. We have our opinions, we have our takes, and we're completely different opinions here. But at the end of the day, we have no clue. 
Who is Kirk going to play for next year? No clue. I believe right now there's a 50-50% chance that he's either plays with us or is not playing with us. It is right down the middle, and we have no clue what to expect going forward. We have no clue. Alex Brown says, I know people might not like the new head coach hiring, but it is a nice change of scenario. Instead of defense all the time, the NFL is trudging offseason uh, offense direction. Completely agree. Alex Brown, I completely agree because this is what I've been saying here because I understand why people wanted Jim Harbaugh. I get it. And now Kevin O'Connell was my number one pick. I understand why people wanted um Jim Harbaugh. I get it. But at the end of the day, you look at the Vikings, Mike Zimmer, Brad Childress, Leslie Frazier, the last three head coaches for the Vikings. What do they all have in common? They were defensive head coaches. What do they also have in common? They never brought us to a Super Bowl. Now, I know Jim Harbaugh is not a defensive head coach, but they never brought us to a Super Bowl. Now we're looking to what is working for teams is young, offensive-minded head coaches who can play, who can call plays and play design for your offense. Make your quarterback look best in the situation that you have. That is what's working around the league, and I'm so happy to see that the Vikings are following suit, going with what works. What was working for Super Bowl teams is bringing in young, offensive-minded head coaches, and that is exactly what Kevin Moore or Kevin uh, O'Connell is, is that uh, young offensive mind for our offense. He's only 36 years old, one of the youngest head coaches in history. We went from 65-year-old Mike Zimmer to 36-year-old Kevin O'Connell. Huge change. Massive change right now. Massive change. LGK's DOC says not the Vikes, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh next year. Or Denver. Don't forget, Clint Kubiak is now the quarterback's coach for Denver. Now, obviously, they have Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach, so it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers is going to go there, but I'd, I'd honestly rather see Aaron Rodgers get traded than Kirk traded. So there's that. I want Aaron Rodgers gone. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. Yeah, because not only is the next two to three uh, months for the Vikings going to be amazing, but you have the whole NFC North going through massive changes. It's so interesting because, obviously, the Lions are the Lions. I mean, don't forget, the Lions are the Lions. And then you have us, the Minnesota Vikings and the um, and the uh, Chicago Bears, who just got new GM, new head coach. And then you got the Packers, $45 million above the cap with multiple star future Hall of Fame players expected to hit free agency. Aaron Rodgers is not going to go through a rebuild. We have no clue what to expect from them as well. A lot of big changes in this NFC North, and it's so interesting to watch. So interesting to watch unfold. May, young defensive mind, better way. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, see, here's the thing. Offense or defense, they both can work in the NFL. An offensive-minded head coach and defensive-minded head coach. Mike Tomlin, I mean, Bill Belichick, two of the best head coaches in NFL history. I get they're both defensive minds. Um, Morgan says defense wins games. That hasn't ever been more obvious than this year's playoff games. Yes, defense is so important, and I completely agree. I completely agree. But young off... See, here's the thing. When you're building a team, you want a great relationship between your quarterback and head coach. When you get an offensive-minded head coach, you can almost confirm that that's going to happen. When it comes to defensive head coaches, you really can't say the same because their nose is in the defense. And then when they try to get into the offense, it just doesn't always work out. And this is what we saw with Mike Zimmer as our head coach with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback. Defense, I get it. Defense is so important. And like, like you said, I mean, it's showing a lot in this playoffs how important of a role having uh, all the positions locked down really shows. And not only defense, but having special teams locked down. I mean, look at the 49ers. They beat the Packers. Why? Because they knew the Packers were terrible on special teams. 49ers had a 10-point differential on that game due to special teams. I mean, it's that it's just that important of a position. And it just comes to show how everybody, how big of a role everybody plays into football. This is why I love football. This is why football is the greatest sport. It's better than, it's why I love football. I love watching basketball too. Go Wolves, by the way. Wolves are on like a four-game home win streak. I mean, they're looking phenomenal. And those bench players are really stepping up. Nas Reed, Jalen Noel. Okay, I'm not going to get into hold the, the whole Timberwolves, but I've watched a lot of Wolves game this year, and it's a, I love basketball. But basketball is about the guy. Football is about the team. And that's why I agree. Defense does wins games. But you can have a great defense when you're a pass first, when you're an offensive team. And you look at the Chiefs, for example. They don't have an amazing defense, but they continue to make championships because why? Because they just outscore their opponents. Now, again, like I said, defense, I understand is very important. However, at the end of the day, when you look at Super Bowl teams, having a young offensive minded head coach works. It works. Alec Brown says, I don't think we should rebuild because 
we do have many great pieces, but instead I think we should retool set up for success in 2023. I completely agree. See, when I say rebuild, here's what I'm saying. When I say rebuild, I'm not saying sell all your players and tank. That's what a lot of people tend to like default to thinking. When I say rebuild, what I'm saying here is Vikings have to have to load up on young talent and compete for the next decade. They have to look to the future. That's what I'm saying rebuild because we can't just go into free agency, bring in Chandler Jones, bring in um, the big name players, bring in like Chris Godwin. Like we can't go and bring in all these big name players and expect that we're going to somehow make a Super Bowl another boomer bust year. It's just not the Vikings team that we're cheering for right now. We have when I say rebuild, we have to look to the future. And that means loading up on young talent because yes, we do have a lot of young talent already. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and basically our entire offensive line is on the rookie contract on top of that. We have a lot of young talent on this team, and we need to just load up on more young talent. That way we can compete for time to come. So I agree. When I say rebuild, I'm not talking about sell your team and tank. I'm saying you have to load up on young talents because, yes, we can win our division next year. I've been talking for some time now. It's so over a like almost two-hour live stream. But the question is, what are the Vikings going to do with Kirk Cousins? I'm really curious what all of you guys uh, think about that. But this is so fun for the Vikings team because we're in a whole new era of Vikings fan. Kwesi is our GM. Kevin O'Connell is our offensive coordinator. Probably our, our our head coach. Maybe our offensive coordinator and play caller on top of that. A lot to come forward for this Vikings team, and I am all in for it. We have a lot to talk about going forward about this Vikings. I hope you all did enjoy tuning into this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. On top of that, outside of our podcast, we do upload on Twitter. We do upload on Instagram uh, by the week because there's a lot more going on throughout the week. So make sure to tune us or make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Matt Wit. You can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning on the YouTube channel. Morning kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy tuning into this episode. Have a great day, Vikings fan. I am so excited for this new era. Go Vikes.